top, 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 top of the morning elation to spark the brain. Everybody get up. Get on, get on. Live from Cape Town. Cape Town. Yo, turn it up. Feeding your mind and soul in the company of friends. In the company of friends. Wake up, everybody. Welcome to Breakfast with Friends. Oh, yes, it is a breakfast with friends right here on uh, CCFM. And uh, uh, like we mentioned earlier on to you, we'll be joined in with uh, Mr. Nico Kleinans. Uh, absolutely no different to what we normally uh, do around about this time. And uh, this morning, of course, uh, really good to have you in the studio. So good morning. Hi, good morning to you and good morning to the listener. This morning you're chatting about um, all those instant payments that we make. Yes, yes. A lot of my, for me to do what I do, I've got to do a lot of research. And the technology is changing every part of our lives. Mm -hmm. And some people who are technology savvy, they are aware of it. And for others, it kind of comes as a surprise. But assuming that the technology is changing us, we often think banks do things because they love us. And when we realize what it's actually costing us, then there's some horror and amazement. Now, when I was growing up, if you had to pay an account, you wrote a check, you put it in an envelope, and you handed it to the post office, because those days, they still believed it was important to do mail deliveries. So they would then take two or three days, depending on the kind of stamp you put on the front, because there was one that would guarantee delivery the next day, and there's somewhere it took two or three days for the delivery to happen. Now, the person you're paying gets the check eventually they've got to fill in a form they've got to hand it over to the bank and then three days later they get their money so it took five days basically from the day you wrote out the check Mm -hmm. until the day they got their money and if you were lucky or if they were lucky the check didn't bounce because if it bounced then it would take even longer to sort out now that was a very slow process and then the bank started using computers I remember when the banks ran their system on huge burrows machines. They didn't even have computers to work out how, who owed what to whom. So once they got everything on computers, it became easier for them to monitor what to do. And so eventually, EFTs became possible so that you could then use an EFT to make a payment because it didn't involve checks. And if you banked at First National and the other person banked at First National, they would get their money the same day. But if they banked at Standard Bank, and I mention them because it's disgusting how they operate, they would keep the money for two days before they put it in their customer account. So that was faster than checks, but it wasn't fast enough. And then bank thought, let's offer a 60 second payment delay so that if you make payment to another bank and you indicate you wanted immediate release the other party would get the money within 60 seconds but because we love people we're going to charge them for that service 49 million such transactions are done every year in South Africa and at the rate of 135,000 per day. Now, in the beginning, the bank saw this as a massive opportunity. Capitec charged you 65 rand every time you did one of those instant things. 65. Right? 65. 135. 
thousand yes. people. Yes. Wow. And then because everybody else started jumping on board, they had to cut their fee a little bit. So it cut from the 65 rand down to about 8. Mm. So today, if you use APSA, they'll charge you 10 rand if the EFT is less than 1,000, or 45 if it's more than 1,000. Standard will charge you 10 rand or 50 rand. Nedbank charges you 40 rand regardless. FNB will charge you 8 rand or 45 rand. But every year the banks still make a billion rand from South Africans because we're using the instant pay process. It is a massive income stream for those banks. Now, it didn't take too long before the mobile companies jumped on board. And so if you're a parent like I am, you will often get a please call me. I don't know why your kids never phone. They want to please call me. And then you phone, they say, I left my wallet on my bed. Could you send me some money? And so your first reaction is, how do I send you money if your bank card is lying on your bed? And they say, oh, you are so out of date. Send it to my mobile number. So now today we know we can actually bypass that system by actually sending it to a mobile number. And I've no doubt there are going to be further changes that are coming. Now, whenever a new bank hits the markets, I try and join that particular bank. And I do so because once you remember and you've got their cards, you can see things that their publicity doesn't show you up front. And Time Bank... I considered to be a bank that was going to break the mold because they came to an agreement with pick and pay. They are never going to have any branches and so they cut their costs. And because they were able to cut their costs and because basically every pick and pay till operator was now acting as a mini branch, it is possible for them to offer a cheaper service. Now the problem with Time Bank is they link directly with Home Affairs. So they verify who you are by looking at Home Affairs. Now that's fine if Home Affairs has accurate information. So when I tried to sign up a year and a half, two years ago, I got hit because Home Affairs had a telephone number for my home, a telecom telephone number that I had shut down two years ago. So as far as they were concerned, on the verification process, they wanted to know my phone number. And I would say, I don't have a telecom. And so they'd say, then you're not Nico, and they blocked me. The other thing that we had as a problem, Home Affairs has got my correct street address, but the wrong suburb. So again, on the verification questions, it looks like you're living in the right street in the right house, but in the wrong suburb. So they don't want to help you. Then the final problem with Home Affairs. You see, this hand, the fingerprints belong to me. These four fingerprints belong to me. But Home Affairs has this fingerprint belonging to somebody else. Say what? Because when they started linking fingerprints, mm. it wasn't done electronically. It was done on a piece of paper. And some person got this thumbprint given my thumbprint to somebody else and put their thumbprint on me. So I know this. When I go to Home Affairs, I watch the faces because when they verify, they see I'm two people. Right. 
and they see the fingerprints are right, so they just override it and give me my ID number. And they give me my passport. But Time Bank was not able to do that. So they kept being very confused about why I was two people. different people. Now, yesterday, I finally convinced them. And they were able to release my card to me. But what was it that Time Bank is doing differently? Apart from the fact that their fees are genuinely cheaper, they do a couple of things I like. If you arrange that your salary gets deposited into your bank account, they click that process. And they know that your salary is going to come on the 24th. They will give you your salary on the 23rd. Now, most of us know some months when it gets to that last day, we are desperate. And that means if you've got a time bank account, you get your money a day early and that allows you access to your money a lot quicker. I like that innovation. The second thing they have is they've got stores that are linked to them. And if you go and buy at those stores, let's say you're buying something for 1500 rand. You only have to pay a third up front and you can get the item. Then a month later, they'll take off another third and a month later, they will take off the last third and they won't charge you interest for the loan that they are doing. So I like that innovation. I like the way they're doing it. Now, there's one more bank which I want to test. I can't test it yet because they're going a step further. They are having all of their staff work from home. So they're not even going to have a central building where staff are going to work. And because of that, their security concerns are serious. And they have had to delay their opening up twice. So we're now three years later because they can't cover all the possible holes. But once they do, their approach is going to make time look old-fashioned and it's going to make the other banks look like when you put me next to a 20-year-old. It's going to look that kind of difference. So technology is going to change our lives. There are exciting times coming and it's going to become possible to talk to a bank operator who is sitting at their home and you can therefore have 24-hour service. You needn't be linked to office hours. Wow, that is interesting indeed. Uh, innovating, eh? Completely. Yes. yes. That is awesome. Of course, thank you so much to Nicole Kleinans. As always,